Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Our number two of the get right with Reggie KG. I should still here trying me right now. My <laughs> goodness. Get oh. on this microphone so I can talk trash to you. <laughs> oh, what a you, you can go. You can go home. It's cool. Thank you, Aisha. Kevin Gray, Reggie Atatula. Oh, trash. Rico oh, Mendoza holding it down for you here. She Pre- said I look like I wear sandals. That's tough. Wow. Oh, wow. Also, what's wrong with sandals? Like, I don't really. <laughs> TreyRed.com takes like 877-881-1053. Does Reg look like a person who wears sandals on a daily basis? Uh, let us know that on the TreyRed.com right. text line. We appreciate Aisha Morris at the DallasCowboys.com. She's still hair heckling me. Right <laughs> Let's talk about the Mavs. Of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, and The Draft Show. Uh, make sure you give her all the follows on Twitter, at Aisha Morris, and that's two eyes uh, at Aisha Morris on Twitter. Really appreciate her joining us. If you missed anything, uh, during our conversations with her, hit the rewind button on the Odyssey app, or, or you can go to 105throughthefan.com and you can download the podcast, the Get Right Podcast, and listen to any episode, any segment, anytime on demand. Again, thank you to our partners, uh, Pluckers, Capos Roofing mm. and Waterproofing, and the Owner's Box uh, inside the Omni Hotel in Dallas for being our partners on our path to the draft. Of course, coverage begins Next Thursday, 6 p.m., right here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys. Your coverage will be anchored by Sean Sharif and Bobby Belt and a cast of stars throughout the course of that Thursday night. And, of course, we will be at Pluckers in Allen, 190 East Stacey Road. Reg and myself will be hanging out with you, the Tolos, Cowboys Nation, all night long. I will be departing a tad bit early because I'll be heading back here to our DFWSecurity.com studios where – Chris Arnold and I will have your post-NFL draft show from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Friday morning uh, on draft night. So look forward to all of that taking care of business next week, our path to the draft. NBA playoffs continuing tonight as the Memphis Grizzlies are putting the butum down right now on the Los Angeles Lakers. It's a good 13 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xavier Tillman has turned himself around in this game and has played extremely well so far. And we're only, what, like 20 minutes away from puck drop for Stars? That's right. That's right. So... whole bunch of sports. Looking forward to a lot of sports. And at least that means there's still things going on in the AAC. <laughs> at least for the hockey team. That's that's right. Um, so looking forward to seeing the Stars get back on the ice tonight as well. Uh, and looking to avenge their game one loss to the Minnesota Wild. But the Dallas Mavericks were in the news today. Um, 
and have been over the last couple of days. There is a report from Mark Stein, of course, who writes for Substack these days, longtime NBA insider, that the Mavericks are in the process of hiring former general manager and front office executive for the Utah Jazz, uh, Dennis Lindsay. Uh, that of hiring has not been made official as of yet, but that is the latest when it comes to a new addition allegedly coming to the front office for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, speaking of that front office, they have a decision to make to try and get themselves back into the playoffs next year, and that is what to do with Christian Wood, among other things. Brian Damaris of D Magazine wrote a interesting piece today about what needs to happen next for the Mavericks to move on. Along with that, Callie Kaplan and her latest piece in the Dallas Morning News uh, detailing whether or not the Mavericks will re-sign Christian Wood. An interesting quote coming from that particular piece entitled, Will the Mavericks Resign Christian Wood? Nico Harrison's assessment adds doubt to free agency for Christian Wood. Of course, Nico Harrison speaking recently to the media after the season was over with. One quote coming from that piece, Reg. Quote, one team official said the easiest part of lead defensive assistant Sean Sweeney's season came January 20th to February the 4th. You say, Kevin, what are those dates? Well, that is when Christian Wood missed eight games with a left thumb fracture. Remember that? Yes. The reason why that was the easiest part of Sean Sweeney's season, apparently, according to this team official, was because Sweeney didn't have to stand up off the bench and call out. Christian Woods defensive assignments on every possession each game. He's not coming back. <laughs> they, they talk so bad about that man. And out loud, too. Yeah, and uh, in this instance, this is kind of uh, couched in the sources, right? Like, this was uh, in some ways anonymous. But, like, those guys have put their names on it. Jason Kidd has talked kind of crazy about him, right? Like, we've seen a lot of different pretty out front and uh, honest conversations that have been really like uh, unflattering to Christian Wood. And this is why near the trade deadline or and even before that, it was like, yo, if you were, if you do not feel like your, his future is here and it seems like from what we, you know, with hindsight, what we've seen uh, that that's something that they saw pretty early on that. Yeah, this is not going to be something that's going to be a long term thing. You need to figure out a way to recoup value because this this is why the organization is where they are. They have simply allowed the value of talent and assets to trickle out of this organization, decision by decision by decision. And now you find yourself in a place where you need to do multiple things in this offseason, a number of things with a limited amount of assets. And that's why we have to ask this question. How do you move forward? What's next for them? Because there's, it's it's a pretty gargantuan task in front of them. Some of the numbers to kind of back up what we're talking about here. In 67 games that Wood played this year, shot an efficient 51.5% from the floor, nearly 38% from three, and had a career best from the free throw line at 77.2%. By the way, that was an increase of 15 percentage points for Christian Wood at the free throw line. So shooting 77% was fantastic for him. His individual offensive rating was 115.4 per 100 possessions, was nearly matched, of course, the Mavericks 115.9 mark as a team. However, as Christian Wood defense was lamented all season, of course, Nico Harrison saying last week, look, it's not just about the efficiency in terms of the score, it's about everything mm -hmm. else as well.
Christian Wood's individual defensive rating. Which is an imperfect measurement, mind you. 116.7. My man was giving up individually, if you average out to 100 possessions, 116.7 points per 100 possessions, which ranked him dead last among all Mavericks who played at least 30 games this past season. Yeah, I mean, like all of this was born out in the, uh, I don't even know if that's the right word to use that word, uh, but it, you could see it in the play. Like It was just, it was evident. And I guess if you looked at the stats, it was easy to see some games and some instances where you go, oh, there's some blocks there, and maybe you see one possession. The problem is that, like, it's not consistently there. And really what it what needs to happen is it needs to change behavior. Your play needs to change the way the defenses play you. And defense never looked afraid of going directly into Christian Wood, which is a problem, point blank period. And so that looks like a dude that is not going to return for your team. Now that gives you some cap space, but that also does reflect – um, a first-round pick that you traded to get him last year that is now, in some ways, gone down the drain. Which gets us to this portion of our conversation. The Mavericks offseason overhaul has begun. Here's what's, what what must happen next. This is from D Magazine today from Brian Demers and what he's detailing here. Now, a lot of this is things that we've discussed in terms of roster construction, what you're needing to do to try and get a little bit younger, but at the same time, how do you go about doing that? Because as we were getting ready for the show, one of the things that we – praised the Lakers about what they were able to do midseason was with limited resources they were able to get younger better defensively while still being able to add pieces around LeBron James and Anthony Davis that increased the ceiling of the Lakers this season you look at the Mavericks they attempted to increase their ceiling by getting a high level score in Kyrie Irving but sacrificing all of the defense that was left and remained by moving on from Dorian Finney-Smith into a lesser degree, Spencer Dinwiddie. How does this team now, with what they have, move forward to get younger, better defensively, but do it, Reg, as you've talked about, with limited resources based on what's available to them? Yeah, your resources are as follows, and let me know if I'm forgetting anything. You got uh, the possibility of a top 10 first-round pick this year. You have the opportunity to trade another first-round pick after that, future first-round pick. And you have Josh Green, you have Jaden Hardy, and that's about it. Like, those are the desirable assets that you have. Um, with that being the case, you then need to find a way to get younger. Notice that two of the, ass, uh, the four assets that I listed obviously are people. I don't love talking to them about them as assets, but you understand what I mean. Uh, those two players are the youngest players on your team. That is, that is what represents youth on your team. Despite what uh, the organization says about this team being young, it is not, right? And the ways in which you have, the pathways you have to get better. In fact, three of those, you know, things are going to be young players by at the time that you trade them. Because a top 10 pick, whoever you select, would be shipped off, right? You are, But that's the only place where you have tangible assets in order to make something work. So you have that obstacle. And in addition to it, the pieces that you either refuse to move, uh, rightfully so, or the pieces that you probably have will have a difficulty moving even if you want to none of them seem to help make you a significantly better defensive team. And so anything that you do has to account for that while also trying to become younger. And those are the most desirable players in the league, young defensively talented players. Like those are the, those are the unicorns of the league in a way. And so it's a high price. You don't have a lot to spend. It's going to take, I mean, in any situation, in a vacuum, it takes some real executive brilliance to make moves, whether it's one, to you know a, a, a chain of moves in order to get you to the place that it, it takes that level of brilliance and 
I like I don't even need to cast judgment on this organization. We've done enough of that. Mm-hmm. They are going to have to be really like a top ten. Like uh, if they make something happen and you have a feasible team that can play defense next season. Go ahead and sign them up for executive of the year, whichever one of the people that you want to put them on there, right? I guess Nico Harrison would be the one that would get executive of the year or whatever. But yeah, that's the level of uh of competence that's going to be required to dig them into get dig them out of the place that they are and put them in the place where they ultimately want to be in a single season. Which means that this might be a multiple season job, which means you are playing fast and loose with the services <laughs> of Luka Doncic. Cuz this is all about that timeline when it comes to Luka and the time frame that you're operating in which is really two years given the fact that he can ask out in just two short years before yeah. we get to the end of that contract. So, KG, in, in the ways of trying to get better, right, do you go for – because, again, I think we both agree that there's going to need to be a stepping stone on the way, even if that stepping stone leads to the trade deadline where you do something else. It, would you rather try and do the thing where you offload talent and just become maybe a younger but not as good team for a little bit? Or are you going to try and take like a half step towards being better, hoping that you can take another half step later? If you understand what I mean, maybe like getting veteran players, because also you do need voices in the locker room. Some, I think there's some chemistry things that you lost in the course of time and particularly at the trade deadline. Do you try and go veteran and start building an infrastructure and hope that you can add to or do you start trying to tear down a little bit and get younger and maybe less experience to try and then build back? I'll say real quick, I mean, you can't be in a position where you're tearing anything down. While maybe long-term that's best for the organization, you're operating with one of the five best players in the league. There's no time for any of that based off of what you have to do to ensure that that superstar remains happy and, more importantly, remains here for the duration of his career. So whatever you have to do by hook or by crook to use what resources you have available to you to to keep taking steps forward, that's what has to happen. No level of step back. This is about as much step back as this era of Luka Doncic's basketball needs to see this year and how they use that number 10 or better pick if they're able to keep it will tell us a lot about what they believe is their future, not just in the interim, but in the long term as well. So get right. We're Reggie KG right here on 105.3 of the fan coming up next. The Rangers Got a clean sweep of the Kansas City Royals. So the question is, are you starting to believe? What's about it next on your home of the Rangers, 105 through the fan? Back here on the get right, we're Reggie KG here on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, mm-hmm. Regal Mendoza holding it down for you here on your turn it on, leave it on station. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. Are you starting to believe? And your Texas Rangers, after they get the clean sweep today of the Kansas City Royals at Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg, at Atula. Oh, uh, they gave us the updated puck drop uh, timer. Okay. Sorry, the- sorry, I, I, I stepped on you there, but it's there because uh, the Dallas, I'm really eager for uh, Stars Wild Game 2 happening at the AAC. If you're not there, you need to get, get to getting. You need to get there very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, puck drops in about 25 minutes. Uh, you know, obviously it was scheduled for 8.30, so I'm looking at it like, oh, we got a few minutes. Nope, it looks like we're going to go for 8.50, um, just like they did uh, last, what was it, a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. It feels like forever ago already. Like the sports <laughs> calendar just moves. <laughs> it's so compressed this time yeah. of year between the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, the NHL playoffs. Uh, there's a lot going. The NFL draft, obviously, dominating you know, the conversation as we get that much closer to it as well. So there's a lot happening 
that you're trying to keep up with and staying up late a lot as well. Oh, boy. Because. Yeah, let's not go double overtime tonight, Stars. How about oh, that? Oh, man. Shout out to all the folks who stayed at the American Airlines Center to what, 1 o'clock in the morning uh, a couple of nights ago for game one between the Stars and the Wild. So it's, uh, it's a great time to be a sports fan given the amount of activities and the sports calendar and what it brings. Speaking of activities, the Texas Rangers have been putting in a lot of work uh, over the last several days, including Rigo, uh, cut number six as the Rangers get the clean sweep over the Kansas City Royals. Here's a swing and a miss, and Massey strikes out, and that concludes our series this year with the Kansas City Royals. The Rangers uh, come here to the K and sweep the Royals, winning today by the final score of 12-3. to They take five out of six in the season series, and the Rangers get their first road sweep of three or more games since September of 2019. Again, the final score, Texas 12 and Kansas City 3. Matt Hicks on the call. Of course, your Texas Rangers now have won four straight, five of their last six as well. Uh, so the Rangers playing some terrific baseball, of course, getting the 12-3 win today. Uh, one more cut here because we're starting to believe because cut number three, um, Marcus Simeon has been on one as of late, and he continued his torrid hitting today. As Marcus turns this pitch around past Witt into left center, another base hit. That gets Laoti in. And the Rangers now lead 5-1, to one. Simeon with his third hit of the ball game. And that came after a Leote, uh RBI triple. You know, so, like, this is the thing that it makes me have some level of belief in the Rangers. Um, it's just they are doing a lot of building innings, stacking hit on top of hit. In fact, um, there's a lot of great stats, and if you all want to see stats, Jared Sandler, at Jared Sandler on Twitter is always a good place to get those as it pertains to the Texas Rangers. Uh, you mentioned that they are a 5-1 and one in their six-game road trip here. Um, and what, what was I just looking at? I done lost it. There we go. Um, nope, that wasn't it. Man, I there's a whole bunch of stats in here. Okay, they have outscored their opponents 37-6 in their current four-game win streak. Including and 24 in their last two games alone. There you go. Batting 526 with runners in scoring position over the last four. Right? Like that like is that. that is the thing. <laughs> Timely hitting. Yes. And, you know, hitting in bunches, like those things, it seems like they are capable of doing. And of course, we can always do the thing where we point to the fact that they are not playing great teams at times, right? And they're beating up on them. But they also have also though have uh managed to get wins against teams that were the both of the teams that were in the World Series. This past year. Now, of course, you can point to the Astros and look at the injuries. In fact, you can point to the Phillies and look at the injuries that they had. But um, look, man, you you play who's across from you. And the idea that the Rangers, who looked so lowly last year, have come out and looked like this is fascinating. You talk about the idea of belief. How does this sound like for belief? And this is per bet online. MLB odds to win the 2023 World Series. Atlanta Braves are number one at 6-1. to one. Okay. Astros are still number two. Don't worry about that. Dodgers, Rays... 11th best odds are your Texas Rangers. Now, that's not incredible, but if we had come into the season with that, like, I don't know that anybody had exactly that feeling. That means, and again, 18 games, right? Like, it's it's, it's not a huge swath, but through 18 games, you've done enough to catch the eye, you know, the intrigue a little bit of Vegas. 
And so with that being the case, I am wildly interested. And on top of that, you've seen the brilliance of Bruce Bochy come out. You've seen the ways that he's been able to help. He's, he's able to build lineups that seem to work without... Uh, manage your bullpen. Without one of your most important hitters in Corey Seager. Yeah. You mentioned the managing of the bullpen, and some of the guys out of the bullpen have looked fantastic. Shout out to Dane Dunning. So, <laughs> and Cole Reagans as well. Yeah. You know, give a shout out to them. And mm-hmm. so, I am just... I'm fascinated with this team. In addition to... It, it, it comes at the right time because you, ha- you really had... A, a, a lack of belief because of the way that they had carried on for a few seasons. Um, and then you had that happen while you have this rejuvenation in baseball because of some of the uh, some of the rule changes. It's really fun. Shout out to the 817 who said they haven't watched this 2013 but haven't missed a game yet. Love the new rules and I think also implicit in that, love the way that the team is playing. Almost a new team the way that they're playing. Speaking of 2013, the Texas Rangers 12-6 and six start. It's off to their best 18-game start since 2013 when the Rangers had an identical record at that point as well. Other things to put context behind their start this year. The 5-1 and one road trip that they just had with Houston and with Kansas City was the club's best six-game road mark since June of 2018 when they went 5-1 and one against the Royals and the Minnesota Twins. So Thanks, Royals. Uh, exactly. We're always looking out for the Rangers. That's I appreciate right. you. And here's where I am. Belief is a little strong for me. Oh, you're not willing to go there yet. Where I will am willing to go is they've got my attention. Okay, that's fair. They've got my attention because one of the things that we had most concern about, especially for this pitching staff, is can they stay healthy throughout the course of this season, namely Jacob deGrom and his arrival. We knew that this lineup, one through six, was going to be pretty damn good. Now, we didn't obviously see the Corey Seager injury coming. And you're hoping that he comes back and is able to get back and be the kind of player that we know that he has been and is capable of being for the rest of the year. Uh, and yes, from the 469, uh, they 1,000% believe. And shout out to Will Smith, who's been terrific from the bullpen um, as well. But the, the Rangers have my attention because we've talked about some of this as well. They scored 24 runs in their last couple of games, right? Sometimes they feast or famine offense, an offense that can score a bunch of runs in bunches. At times can go a little quiet. On the offensive side. And we will continue to monitor that because, again, 18 games, right? Um, But as of right now, though, definitely, definitely have got my attention. And more importantly, there's it feels like there's a confidence that this group is playing with. They talk about it all the time, every time Jacob DeGrom gets out there, that you have a chance to win every time that he's on the mound. But more importantly, this manager and the way that he goes about his business, managing this bullpen, instilling confidence in these players day in and day out, you can tell at least – by the way this team plays and the way they go about their uh, you know, day-to-day activities, that they believe in who is leading them. And I think that goes a long way for any ball club, young, old, or in, in the middle, that's trying to get to a certain spot. And the Rangers are trying to get to a spot where they're showing not only competitiveness on a day-to-day basis, but the ability to win games and to do so at a bet- much better rate. And so far, they've done it. Yeah. And – They've, I mean, it's it's worth saying they've done it through a little bit of adversity as well. Because from the four six nine, they mentioned, and you're right that they dodged a couple bullets with John Gray and uh, Jacob Degrom. They right? have where those guys came out early in games, right? Uh, John Gray due to the comebacker that hits him in the forearm. Jacob Degrom due to some wrist soreness that. And happens. it looks like he's going to be good to go for his next. Exactly, start. he's going to yeah. make his next start, right? Yeah. Like the, at least again, 18 games in. I feel like that's mm-hmm. the you know that is the caveat that I have to put on anything that we say. Um, the care that they have taken with them 
has has seemed to pay off very early. And on top of that, what you've also proved is a spot that we thought was a weak spot on this team. The bullpen has been able to be a cover because we were looking at it as the starting rotation is going to have to cover the bullpen. And early on, it has actually worked the other way in some ways. Obviously, the you know starters have had a good amount of quality starts in here. But, um, you know, being able to have the bullpen, being able to have Cole Reagans and Dane Dunning specifically uh, be able to step up. And then we can also talk about Will Smith and some of the other guys. But those guys specifically come in and eat innings when you needed them to. And, I mean, Dane Dunning threw, what, 60-plus pitches uh, to help DeGrom when he came out Mm -hmm. and had a fantastic outing. Like that, I love the role that he's in right now is that long reliever being able to give you multiple innings and give you still quality out there on the mound. Speaking of that, because again, like I, mm-hmm. I've already made the point about the bullpen, should the need uh, arise with you know the idea that you no longer have Jake Odorizzi, who, who will not pitch for the Rangers this season That's because right. of uh, the, the shoulder injury that he had, if you if the need arises and injury does come to your doorstep, do you like the idea of stretching out Dane Dunning to get him back into the rotation, or do you think maybe you go to AAA and and look at one of those guys to start instead? Um, if he needs to be a spot starter every now and then, that's okay. But he's clearly found himself in a rhythm now in this role that he has mm-hmm. that you allow him to continue to develop that, especially now that the way the game has changed in terms of the speed of play, stamina is going to be important. And if he can get used to the rhythm and day-to-day work that he's going to be having as a long reliever, I think that bodes well for him. And hopefully as the season goes on as well, you're able to get deeper starts from these guys. Martin Perez today, you know, three runs over five and two thirds, you know, and the bullpen was able to take the, you know, the rest of the day, you know, for him. So I like the direction that this team is going. Look, good teams beat the ones that they're supposed to beat. And that's exactly they beat the mess out of them. Yeah. They Royals. dog walked the, the Royals all week long. And that's what they needed to do uh, as they get ready to come home as uh, they are off tomorrow. But they get back on the diamond on Friday. And ironically, it's City Connect night. And guess who's the player that's going to be featured on Friday night? Who's that? Marcus Simeon. I mean, deservedly so. Yeah, because he's on a special heater right now. An absolutely special heater. So Rangers get the win today. 12-3, to 24 runs in their last two games. The Keep first place. Texas Rangers. That sounds so good. How about that? First place. They are second in the division. Hey, brother. I ain't asked for that. Hey, hey, first place in the AL West. I know, but they're second in the division. That's good. That's good, too. First place in the AL West. Y'all did talk about those City Connect jerseys. What do y'all think about them? I don't think we have time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we not? Okay. Maybe a little bit later on. Later. All right, cool. A little bit later on. Like after the show? (laughs) It's the get right with Reggie KG. Here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, Waiters Island is for sale. And Dirk and how he felt about his 2007 MVP. Hockey soon come. Next on the Get Right. Back here on the Get Right with Reggie KG here on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Correct. Regal Mendoza holding down for you here as we await Stars Wild Game 2 at the American Airlines Center. Puck will be dropping here, oh, in about, uh, what, 10 minutes or so? Something like that. At the American Airlines Center at Kevin Gray Sports at Reg Atatula, Regal Mendoza, ETC on Twitter. Coming up 
at the top of the hour. We're going to get back into the NBA playoff conversation as the Lakers are trying to climb back into game number two of their best of seven series with the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies holding an eight point lead right now in game two, a game that they have to have as the series moves to Los Angeles for games three and four at Crypto.com Marina. KG, when you're watching a game live, Arigo, you as well, uh, do y'all find yourself officiating the game as well? No, it's not bad officiating to go around. All right, because I'll be, I'll be hitting them jump balls, and I'll be like, strike out. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be doing oh, all that. Oh, you're talking about like, uh, yeah, if there's an obvious, like, yeah, jump ball, definitely. If it's obvious, you know, it needs to go the other way. Yeah, strike. De- yeah, definitely pointing the other way. Yeah, that kind of thing. He went. Um, I'll, catch my, I'll catch myself doing it when, especially like when there's a really, really nice play, and I'll just be like strike or like out. And oh just, yeah, yeah, a good yeah. strikeout, man. Good a good strikeout call make you feel good. Mm-hmm. Punch I, him out. I feel myself doing that with Jacob Degrom starts these days. Ooh. Yeah, I feel like I've been doing that a lot more because you know when my man's painting, you know, the black at 101, <laughs> it's just like yeah, I'm gonna do that same strike, you know, strike three call too because yeah, that deserves it. Um, but yeah, the NBA playoffs fully underway on this Wednesday night. We'll get into that conversation at 9 o'clock. And then Tyler uh, Batiste of The Athletic is going to be joining us at 920 to talk some more hoop as oh, Jaren, well. Jaron Jackson picking up fouls. I'm sure you're surprised to hear that. <laughs> Never. Uh, speaking of hoop, cut number 14. Dirk Nowitzki was on, him. was on headlines with Rachel Nichols. Apparently that's her program on uh, Showtime Basketball. This is why... Dirk Nowitzki is that dude. Take a listen. You were the favorite to win MVP. You lose your first round. I assume what you want to do is just go back to Germany. You know, I was embarrassed. I let the city and, and my, my team down. And all I wanted to do was go somewhere where nobody knew me and go on vacation or something. And then, sure enough, I got the call from the NBA. Hey, you cannot leave yet, or not quite yet. There is a chance you might get the MVP. And, and I remember saying, I thought, uh, just give it to somebody else. So, yeah, you said I, not, you yeah, said you didn't even want it. It's just not, 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 not this year. I was so, still so hurt. I was still so embarrassed about it, the situation, and so we had to do a press conference. And uh, David Stern, commissioner, flew in, and that was some of the most uncomfortable moments of my of my career. I gotta uh-huh. say, standing there and have a suit on, and, and having to talk now about what had just happened two weeks earlier, and. Um, all I wanted to do really was 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 be gone, and and so um, I I took it like a man and uh, <laughs> talked about it and, and addressed it right away that, that how disappointed I still was, and uh, of course now I look back at the MVP trophy, it's amazing. Right. And it was a great a great season with with some with a great team. I found that to be really incredible because we we talk about Dirk. In a lot of different ways, the, the the player, the ambassador for the game, what he meant, obviously, as the franchise's greatest player for the Dallas Mavericks. But, you know, in coming to cover and learn more about this team and him in particular over the years, that is one humble man. And for him to even have that as a thought in his mind, look, man, that 07 MVP, that was great. But I was embarrassed as hell over what happened to me and my team. Of course, losing to the, you know, the Warriors mm-hmm. in that 07. And that that wasn't the that wasn't the you know now Warriors. Yeah, that was that was the <laughs> We Believe Warriors. That's the we believe that Warriors. was Baron Davis and them, Stephen Jackson and those boys, Monte Ellis. Yeah, 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 and those boys. 
So uh, that man, you know what's funny? Thinking back on it, and uh, you know, people on the truckwreck.com text line are already weighing in. Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three is the number to text in from the nine seven two. Name me three other superstars that did more with less over a ten year period. And I've said this often here. Locally, you know, people understood what uh, Dirk was more or less. Nationally, we are getting to understand just how good he was even more. And so I think about that MVP and like winning that MVP actually might have been tougher on him. And he obviously illustrates some of that with the emotion, but like the narrative uh, roller coaster and the narrative arc of where, you know, his career, it made it tougher because. It almost was less of an accolade accolade and more of a, like, demerit, more of an indictment of him. Like, oh, you the MVP and you can't even get out the first round, mm-hmm. right? Like, on top of all of the soft Euro type things, right? The, the, you know, how good is he actually things. While also not fully appreciating the idea that, like, this man was shouldering a ton. And, like, let's face it, not getting a lot of help, right? So... It made it all the more um, amazing when they did win that championship. Because I was thinking about it. I was like, isn't that kind of his crowning achievement as we were going through the story as he was telling it? I was like, no. The crowning achievement was the championship. And like, and this is coming off the 06 year after losing to the Miami Heat in that right. finals game. After having a two games to none lead in that series. And it's crazy to think that the MVP, because like the MVP does not really, it doesn't shine forth, even though like he absolutely was the MVP, he deserved it and all those things. What shines forth is the idea that after travailing all of the ups and downs, the MVP season included because of that first round exit, that he still ends up on the out, on the backside at the top of the mountain holding the championship in 2021, 2011 rather. Dirk is just, uh, he's, he's truly a humble superstar and one of the greats in, forever change the game the way that we the way that we watch and that we see it being played speaking of watching the nfl draft is uh, eight days away yes of course we are your home of all of your draft coverage for 2023 for your dallas cowboys here on our path to the draft shout out to k-post roofing and waterproofing pluckers and the owner's box for our draft coverage this year the nfl draft in my hometown of kansas city missouri We'll have the largest stage and the biggest screens in league history, a structure the size of an entire football field. Over 100,000 people have already registered, and the NFL estimates 300,000 visitors for the NFL Draft's three-day extravaganza. Man, marketing really works, doesn't it? I just oh man I'm not trying to say nothing to get me in trouble however could not be me personally like I just do not personally see the appeal of being in that place at that time um but hey like I guess the environment ends up being in such a way right like they try and make it an event and they try and make sure that they you know and I guess the camaraderie of being amongst other fans and having that is worth worth something to folks and if it is like more power to you don't let i far be it for me to stand between someone and their enjoyment and their fun like do what makes you i it just it just has never appealed to me to be in that place where i'm like out and about uh traveling to go and watch the nfl draft or any of these drafts if we're being completely honest it's a spectacle i mean the event itself the activities that surround the event it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger every year as a made-for-television event. 
And that's what the NFL has wanted. And that's the thing. Made for television, maybe. Like, I can even kind of understand the made for television nature of it, right? We got analysis in between. We got commercials and stuff. It is not made for uh for spectating, right? Made for visiting, right? Like, like you're that's literally not- watching men and have their names announced. Bear it's hug, a, it's Roger a big Goodell. old HR meeting. At, le- <laughs> at least if you come hang out with us at Pluckers, right? If we get the pick right, we get to have some deals. We get to eat. That's some, right. We get to eat some wings. We get to eat some uh, macaroni and stuff like this. There's some fun. There's some drinks involved. Like, hey, I, oof. all right. Look again. <laughs> do you guys? Do you? Um, are y'all in favor of this? By the way, U.S. Men's National Team taking on Mexico tonight in uh, in Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. Shout out to. And I still don't understand why Sergio Dest is there. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be with your club? Why are you here? Why are you stateside? <laughs> also, puck has dropped. Yes, sir. At the American Airlines Center, and I did not get my wish. Yeah, no, that was not going to happen. Uh, I was hoping Max Domi was going to have it on site. Uh, Max Domi already let, he already let it fly. But I wanted some more. Some more. Okay. Old, old that wasn't enough. Um, but how about this? Uh, for 2024, by the way, y'all realize um, we are just a year away from the 2024 Paris Olympics. You ready for that? I guess not because we because <laughs> the pandemic threw off our timing. Like right? we, it felt like we just had the Olympics, <laughs> which we kind of did. We, we kind of did. But yeah, the 2024 uh, Summer Games are right around the corner, and of course they're in Paris. Uh, this time ah, the city of love. The U.S. Olympic team will open Team USA house to fans at the 2024 Paris Olympics. What is Team USA house? Because please don't tell me it's the dorms. That's <laughs> a bad idea, brother. I uh, know. That's a real bad idea. <laughs> uh, for the first time, allowing visitors to watch events and meet the Olympic athletes themselves. Oh, okay. Are you in favor of fans being able to visit their favorite Team USA athletes? You know what? No. Oh. Do you know oh, how stressful oh, of a time oh. this is for them athletes? Touché. Now they got to do the meet and greet? Because you've been preparing for this for four years, and you've got two weeks. And possibly your whole life, too. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, for, for some of them, this is their one shot and a lot of these, at glory. A lot of these folks, they, they, don't, they don't have, like, the pro job that pays a whole bunch of money. Correct. Like, this, this, is, the, this is the time. This is the moment. I think I'm starting to be with you on that. Because the last thing I want to do, with all due respect, is to meet some stranger after I've gotten myself ready for four years for my one shining moment, and then you get out here and accidentally, you know, get me sick. And remember, you can meet up with myself and KG at the Pluckers and Allen on the That's right. th- next Thursday. That's right. I'm not a high-level athlete who prepared for four years. Yeah, but you can come hang out with us. I'm not a high-level athlete that prepared for all that time. But, yeah, could you imagine a U.S. Olympic athlete? I think the other thing, yeah. I mean, I think the other thing with that, too, is like, I mean, imagine if you just had a bad performance and just by chance, you know, the, the, that that section is opened up for you and you you meet somebody and then they start, you know, bad mouthing you. I probably wouldn't be all down with it either. So, yeah, I'm not. down. I with mean, it. I get that. You know, you want to, you know, after having all this, you know, time to get yourself ready for this event, you don't, you know, perform the way that you want to. My thing is, though, what if you meet one of these, you know, random, you know, people or fans of yours? And they low-key didn't know, just for example, they didn't have COVID. All right. And all of a sudden, they shake your hand. See, that's interesting. You've completely taken this. That was the whole place that your brain went was the idea of, like, infection and sickness. I'm not even worried about that. Like, just, just, just anything could happen. You got a cold, and I get sick. Yeah. I, you know, I anything. Think, well, I mean, you you in a whole other country. Like, the, the opportunity for sick is all over the place there. Uh, <laughs> I, and for me, really, it's just 
that's a whole nother undertaking. And there are so many things to already consider and to think about in that course. Like, I feel like adding a whole nother. And then also, right, this is the main question. They pay for the meet and greets. Like, are, are we doing this like one of these cons where, they're, you know, you pay for the meet and greet or you're paying for autographs? Because otherwise, this seems like a thing where Team USA is profiting off of these athletes and they already aren't getting a lot of money out of this, if at all. Right. Like if you if you meddle, they get a little bit of change. But other than that, like this is not really a profit endeavor. So the idea that now you are, you know, in some ways, maybe mandating some more stuff for them to do now, of course, like there are some athletes in the Olympics not every athlete's like the other ones, right? Some of these are like the glamour athletes in some ways, you know, like your likes of Michael Phelps. But I have to imagine, and I mean, I could be wrong, that those athletes kind of already had these types of things. Mm-hmm. So, like, if we just take in the, hey, this is the person doing the uh, the skeet shoot or whatever, right? Like, I oof, I don't know if I really like the idea. And Well, I'm, I'm, I guess I can't really speak for everybody because some people might love the idea of just getting out here and meeting people. I'm just... I, I had that concern, and I hope that nobody who I hope that it doesn't overwhelm anybody out there who is not really uh, into that type of thing. So get right, Reggie KG, right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, the best of what has been so far the round one of the NBA playoffs as Memphis looks like they're about to get their series even at one with the Lakers. We'll talk about it all next on 105.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 